For those of you that know, we've been in this series, Move. Everybody say move. Some of you are like, move, I need elbow room. Hopefully you got enough elbow room, but when we're talking about moving the last few weeks, we've been talking about the various different things that God has want us, God wants to move us from. He wants to move us from a place of struggle to surplus. He wants to move us from a place of death to destiny. He wants to move us from a place that is a place of hurt to a place of healing. Last week, we talked about thinking outside of the boat and how God wants to move us into better realms. How many remember that? Yes? So if, for those of you that didn't tune in, uh, get on our website. You can see, um, you can even view the entire service last week on our YouTube page. I encourage you to go back and watch these sermons these last few weeks as we've been taking steps in the direction of moving from one place that, that we are at to another place where God wants us. How many know that sometimes we move from a better place to a worse place? Yes? We do that sometimes, right, with our decisions, with sometimes the people we hang out with. Sometimes our budget takes a hit, yes? How many ever went from uh, week to week to I don't even know if I have another week? Right? Even though some people are like, I got two hands. Right? I'm telling you right now, we've all been there. We've all been that place where we're we're struggling. But God wants to bring you to surplus, you know, in a different way. Not just all financial, but 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 in a way that you you bubble up. How many know that how many ever met somebody that you're like, why are you so happy? How many ever met somebody like that? You were like, now, how did you get so, you, you do know it's political season. How did you get so happy? Right? Or maybe you're like, do you know what's happening in our world today? Why are you smiling? Guess what? We're just passing through. Believers, look at me. We're just passing through. We're here for a short time, and then Jesus will return, and we will go to our real place with our heavenly bodies. How many can use a heavenly body? Some of you are like, Pastor Tony, you obviously haven't taken a good look at me because I already have my heavenly body. No, I'm saying, I'm talking about a body that will never be sick again, a body that will never be broken again, a body that doesn't click and make noises when you get up from a chair. By the sound of that response, I'm not the only one. You shouldn't have to go, oh, every time you get up. That's not heavenly. You shouldn't have to make all kinds of noises and clicks and clacks. One day we will have a heavenly body, but that until that day we have to pass through this earth. And while we're here, God says, I'm not okay with you living mediocre lives. Anybody with me? I'm not okay with you living mediocre lives. God wants you to live in a place that is healed. So I want to bring to you this morning a message entitled, The Healer is Here. Come on, somebody, say the healer is here. I just want to remind you that the healer is here. From hurting to healed. From hurting to healed. See, the church, if it's truly the church, it's about helping hurting people. I cannot wait to help the next person that's hurting. 
That should be our mentality. I cannot wait to help the next person that's hurting. Not is, oh, I have to serve today. Oh, I have to give right now. Oh, I have to, I have to, I have to. Can we, can we move our mindset to I, I get to help someone? I get to serve right now? I get to help someone? I get to give? I get to serve? I get to love? I get to give hope? Hope is free. Did you know that? To give hope to someone costs you nothing. But why is it so hard to give it then? You ever found somebody so discouraged by everything in life? They're like, what's that smell? What's this that? Why is that person wearing that today? That's ugly. Why is this that? And why is the... It's like, can you just stop? If we don't realize how much Jesus loves us, we will get cynical, sarcastic, and callous in every way of our lives. How many agree with that? So we have to allow and understand that we're not just people God is speaking to, we are people that God is speaking through. So it's easy for the church to want to think, you know, let them come to church if they really want to hear the truth. But we are the church. We have to be the ones that bring hope to people. We will minister to people when they get here. But guess what? They won't all get here. So what happens, Nicole? What happens when we can't get them here? Right? What happens, Liz, when we can't get them through the door? Tina, what happens when we invite them and we invite them and we invite them? Michael, what happens when we told them about Jesus for years and years and years, but they won't darken the doorsteps of our church? What happens then? What do we do? Well, Jesus, I tried, you know. I gave them a little fancy Freedom Life card with the little rounded edges. They're real nice. It won't even cut you. No paper cuts here. Freedom Life does not believe in paper cuts. Come to our church. My invite will prove it. We have this really, really nice uh, this, or we have great coffee, and we have, we have, it's free stir sticks with the coffee. They don't even charge you for the stir sticks. And new creamer. New creamer, Lord. Revival, you need to come to my church. We got caramel macchiatos and caramel vanillas. And... Some of y'all are like, we got what? Just I walked right by that earlier. I didn't see that. Oh, sir, can you just bring one? That was so dumb. I'm sorry. Dare I say that some people just won't come until you prove that the church is worth coming to. It has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with the messenger. It has nothing to do with me or the worship team. Are you someone that's changed that has proved to them that this is a life-changing place? See, my ploy is not that you would do better in inviting people. My prayer is that you do better about moving. 
because the healer's here. Whether you invite them or not, what's going on in your heart and in your life that's proof to them that there is a Jesus and he's worth, and, and he is able to transform your life. Listen, there's some people that will go their whole lives not feeling worthy of being transformed. Did you know that? There are people that go their whole lives and feel like they're not worthy of God speaking to them so they'll never go to church. Can you imagine walking into a fitness place and being like, man, everybody here is out of shape. I'm leaving. Well, that's why they're there. They're trying to get to a place of destination that they feel like they've achieved their goals. This is not a place full of perfect people. Look around. Look at your pastor. Real quick. Not perfect. Nobody in this room is. But we're trying to work some things out. And unless we realize the healer is here, you'll look to me and anybody else to be your healer. I can't be that. It is Christ who heals, Christ who redeems, and Christ who sets people free. Amen? Amen? So, that person that you drove past their house on the way here, they were sitting in their kitchen table. They're not likely to come to a church until we go to them sometimes. That person who doesn't know Christ at your workplace is likely not going to come to a church until you say, let me stop by and pick you up. That person who is hurting financially, not likely going to come to church unless maybe, possibly, you would get them a box of food and show them that love. They won't know. It's not because they're waiting for you to give them something so that you can prove it. Some of them don't even know. And it is our job to let them know that the healer is here. The healer is here. Not here necessarily just in this room. But when you hand a cup of cold water in his name, the healer is here. When you love someone and you give them a box of food or bags of food, the healer is here in that love act. When, when you help somebody out that they can, when they cannot help themselves, the, the healer is here. Somebody say it with me. The healer is here. And Jesus made the love of God, guess what, mobile. Right? Some of y'all think, wow. Like me, I really, I, you know, I'm a techie guy. Anybody ever figure that out? I'm a techie guy. I love technology. I love, I love the things that it can do to help further the gospel. But guess what? At the end of the day, it's the cross. It's an old, wooden, raggedy cross that I'm saved by, not technology. Yes? But guess what? Jesus made the love of God mobile. It used to just be here. Come to church. We'll tell you about Jesus. Now, God has put that Holy Spirit in you so you can be his hands extended to the world around you. Jesus made the love of God mobile. He was hillside, countryside. He was in a boat. He was outside of a boat, walking on water. Remember that? So therefore, John, 1 John 2, 6 tells us this. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. That's a tall order. Anybody, anybody a little intimidated by that? I am. To live as Jesus did, that's intimidating. Yeah? Six of us believe that. Anybody else? 
I got a seventh. The truth is, it's intimidating to live as Jesus did, but this is not like an option. It's simply stated, whosoever, whoever claims to live in him, you claim to live in him, you must live as Jesus did. It's not an option. So let's get to our text this morning that I'm going to kind of talk about here for a few moments. Text is Matthew chapter 8 as we talk about the healer is here. Somebody say the healer is here. Matthew chapter 8, I want to remind you, the healer is here. We pray as people who believe. We pray as people who know that the healer is here. Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. Four verses. I'm just going to read four verses. Here it is. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Did you notice it wasn't a question mark? I don't know what translation you have, but I noticed that he made a statement, not a question. He said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. What a statement of faith. What a statement that says to me, I know that you are who you said you are. He didn't say, Master, please, and others have, others have. And you know what? I don't knock them either. I don't... I don't knock anybody that says, will you heal me? I've prayed that. In fact, I'm still praying right now. I have next to zero smell or taste still, months later. You know how hard it is to sit in front of delicious food and just sit there and go, I can taste this. Hard. I've been asking God, heal me. Here, whatever's going on in here, whatever in my head too, yeah. That, but I'm talking about my sinuses. Some of you are like, yes, Lord, I know. Yes, we've been praying that for years, Pastor. You didn't know it, but we were interceding for you. What's going on, there, Lord? Those of you that laughed hard, I know you've been praying. That's why you laughed. But I've been praying, Lord help my sinuses to get right so that I can taste again. It's very frustrating. I'll I'll welcome your prayers in that. But he didn't say that. He didn't say, would you please, if you are willing, you know what he said? Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. When's the last time you prayed that way? When's the last time you said, God, you can do this. Now do it, God. You say, I can't boss God around. Nobody said you're bossing him around. He said, he said, come to me, didn't he? Come to him with petitions and requests. Second of all, do you really think he's intimidated by you? <laughs> let's be honest. You didn't create heaven or earth, so let's be honest. He's not going to be intimidated by us. But he was really clear. Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Verse 3, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing He said, be clean. Immediately he was clean, or cleansed rather, of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, see that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to him. You know what I find interesting here? Jesus could have said, I'm bigger and better 
and more powerful and more impactful than Moses ever was. But you know what he did? He honored the one before him. Did you notice that for that moment? Bring an offering. Bring an offering. Go ahead and bring a gift to Moses as Moses commanded. He honored Moses because what Moses said was always about honoring God, right? And so he's like, do what Moses said do. Bring an offering before God. Don't blurt out what happened just now because there's some people that would just believe by following signs and wonders. I want you to follow me because you understand who I am. And so there's a lot of times that Jesus would tell people, and there are times throughout the scripture where he would tell people, shh, don't tell anybody right now. And he had his own reasons for that. But it's important that we understand that, that, that Jesus doesn't want people walking wounded as followers of Jesus, yes? How many have ever been walking wounded? Let's be honest. How many have been walking wounded? I've been a walking wounded individual in my life. For whether somebody said something about me or, or, or said something about my family or something like that, you know, it, it, it's hard to get past that. You want to go ahead and take it into your own hands, but there's times you have to say, God, you are my vindicator. God wants you to move from hurting to healed. Say that with me, from hurting to healed. See, people can be hurting financially, mentally, physically, spiritually, but Jesus is able to heal. Jesus is here. The healer is here. Is there anyone today that would say, you know what? I need healing from something in my life. It could be a series of things. Show of hands. How many of you say, 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 you know, say, you know what, what? I could use healing in this a certain area. Some of you are like, I don't want to be personal. That's okay. You don't have to. But how many, honestly, put your hand up way high in the air right now. Look around the room for a moment. There's people all around this room that have a need for healing. And I'm telling you right now, the healer is here. If you didn't sense that in the beginning of the service or middle of the service or even right now in this room, the healer is here. He's in the room. He's here and he wants to help you. And if you would give yourself to him in a way you never have, you will see things you've never seen. I have great news today. Jehovah Rapha is present. He is our healer. Come on, somebody say amen. Okay, now you're with me. We're believing for the Lord to move in powerful ways in our services, but guess what? I believe God to move in you when you're in your workplace, when you're at a, a local uh, CVS or Walmart. I expect God to move in your life when you're waiting for your car to get its all changed. God will put somebody on your heart for you to stop and say, can I ask you a question? Where are you in your faith? Can I tell you something? That question right there will change lives for eternity. Because you're not, you're not just telling them what you believe, because a lot of people would think that sharing your faith means I got to tell everybody what I believe. Sometimes, look at me, can I give you a, a, point of, a, a point of contact right here? Why don't you ask them what they believe first? They'll be likely to talk with you because everybody has an opinion. Hello? And some, most people are not afraid to share it. Been on social media lately? Some of you are like, no, I'm like, good. Fast that, man. Fast that. But if you are, you realize that everybody's got an opinion. But I want you to realize that no matter what it is that people say, you can always turn it around and show Jesus in one way or another. Amen? So let me give you three quick things that I realize that will take, uh, that we need true healing in t with today. Number one, we have to understand that Jesus specializes in healing. 
How many know that he specializes in healing? This is his specialty. This is what he does. He heals people. Throughout the Gospels and, of course, throughout the Bible, we see how God, through the Old Testament, touched people. But then we see in the New Testament, and we have an example of that. In fact, Jesus is in the healing business. Here's just a couple stories. The paralyzed man in Mark chapter 2. The man by the pool of Bethesda. John chapter 5. The blind man receiving his sight, John chapter 9. The father who asked Jesus to heal his son, John chapter 4. The man with the shriveled hand, Luke chapter 6. And of course, Lazarus. Listen, you can't get more healed than resurrected. That's like a pretty good healing. What were you doing earlier today? Oh, I was um, dead. And then something happened guy I know showed up at my house. I wasn't there because I was dead. (laughs) Then he showed up at my tomb and I was there because I was dead. But then he's like, come out. And I did. (laughs) That's not quite the King James Version, right? (laughs) That's, That's the Tony Fractured Version. Um, But it's true, isn't it? Like, here's Jesus. He's crying at the tomb of a man he's about to raise from the dead. If that doesn't show you the love of God, I don't know what does. If that doesn't show you the love of God, I really don't know what does. He knew exactly what he was going to do, and yet he's still. So the Lord has many names, and here's a few I want to share with you. Number one, Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner. The Lord is my banner. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is my provider. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals, he's my healer. And it's important that we focus on Jehovah Rapha for a moment because he is the one who heals us. Some of you have gone through things when you were a child that you're still trying to process today. Some of you have gone through something as early as this week. It could have been last year. It could have been 10 years ago but you still walk around with hurt. Can I tell you something? Jehovah Rapha is here. He is our healer. Somebody say amen. Amen. He is our healer. A couple quick things. Number two, healing happens with a word from the Lord. Healing happens with a word from the Lord. What did Jesus do when Lazarus was raised from the dead? He spoke to him, Lazarus, come He spoke to him. We need to speak to the dead things in our lives to to rise up again. The dead things in our life. For some of you, it's your finances. For some of you, it's your marriage. For some of you, it's relationship. For some of you, it's just, it's a a myriad of things. It's an assortment of things. But, But realize you can speak to that thing and ask the Holy Spirit to help you process and bring healing to what is dead in your life. Here's a side note. It's pretty bold to tell a paralyzed man to get up. That's what Jesus did. The man at the pool of Bethesda was paralyzed, and he spoke to the paralyzed man, and he said, get up. Get up. Pick up that mat. He also did other things where he told one other man, go wash in the pool of Siloam. 
pretty bold to spit on mud and put it on someone's eyes. Go wash. And he did that. It's amazing when the spit of God can heal you. We as normal everyday Americans look at spit as gross and disgusting. How about the very grossest thing of God can heal man's fragile body? I don't know if that's registered with you yet, but realize that God is all-powerful. And then all of a sudden, a man comes to him and says, if you could just say something, my son will live. Remember that? He said, go. Your son will live. For those of you looking for that passage, that's John chapter 4, verse 50. And then the man with the shriveled hand in Luke chapter 6, what did he say to him? Stretch out your hand. Jesus does miracles and he speaks to those things that are broken, dead, and shriveled. And he says, come out and be new again. And that should be you today. That should be you. If you're online right now, if you're listening online, if if you're watching me online, I want you to know that can be you too. It's not just us here, but anyone listening anyone reading, and anyone that understands that when Jesus spoke, he spoke life. That's why his word still changes people today. He's life. Somebody say he's life. He's life. I know one thing, that when when I come to Christ every single day of my life and I take a moment and I thank him for something or pray over my food or take some time reading the scriptures, that when people come to him, they don't always realize that one word can change people's lives forever. Did you know that? That one word from God can change someone's life forever? Did you know that you carry the word of God? And did you know that one word from you can change someone else's life forever? Does that change how you see how important your role is in the kingdom? Come to church. My pastor has something really neat to say. That's cool. That's okay. That's great. Invite him. But some of them won't come. What are we going to do now? Well, I tried and give up. Well, we're going to be spirit-filled believers. Walk in the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit in our lives and say, you may not go to church, but I'm telling you right now, God loves you and he changed me And let me tell you how he changed me. Because see, people may deny this. How many know there's people out there that deny this word? There's people that deny this church. They don't like this church. They don't like religion. They don't even like, I had a lady, we lived in the area, and there's a lady that found out we were pastors, and she completely did a, a 180 and hated us. Just because she didn't believe in organized religion, she disliked us. Never got a chance to really know us. She just outright disliked us because religion and organized religion is not good. And so all around she blanketed it and blanked us out. There's some people that just won't do it. And so what do we do about that? What happens? Well, we pray, right? That's a great place to start. But then we have to be an extension where we have to do something about it. 
And Matthew 18, 20 says, for where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm with them. Most people use this as a way of saying, you know, our prayer meeting was powerful because we had three people. And he said, where two or three are gathered, he was still there. And he is. I want to tell you something. The third thing, the third is simply this. God honors movement. We've been talking about move the entire week, these four weeks, right? We've been talking about move. Moving, moving, moving. Look at me. I need everyone's attention for just a, a few more minutes. You ready? God wants us to move from where we are to where he wants us. We can't do that unless we walk in obedience. What does that look like? It means cracking open this thing more than just on Sundays. Well, I have mine in my phone. Guess what? That's great. That's fantastic. I encourage you, use it. But I also know that my phone does a lot of other things and a lot of blings and blangs and notifications come up and I get distracted. And how many know that that will definitely pull you away from the scripture? So call me old school, whatever, but get yourself a physical Bible when you're going to read and you want to spend time with God. So that last time I checked, there's no notifications that pop up here. My Bible is a paper and ink. This is what it is. Nothing can pop up here. That's why I can stay focused on him. Sometimes we can get very easily unfocused. How many have ever been, now show of hands, let me, let me, prove to me that I'm right for a moment. It, and this is only true. If, you, if it's true, then you testify to this. How many have ever been on your digital device and you were reading the scriptures? You were doing something hyper-spiritual, Right? And all of a sudden, a notification popped up and you went to it. Show of hands, guiltiness, it's okay. I'm gonna allow you to be guilty for a moment. And you went to it. And some of you are like, well, I didn't because I'm, I'm, I, I, it was me and the Lord. But how many of you have ever had a notification pop up even if you didn't go to it? Right? I think a bunch of us have in some way. Guess what? There's something about moving that requires you to stay still. Let it sink in. For some of us, moving means staying still. Stop it. Stop running to everything that wants your attention. Now, if someone's bleeding, or a child is crying, or something like that in a bad situation? Of course. But how many know that the world does not stop turning and it will not fall off its axis if you don't answer that call at that moment? Can I tell you something as your pastor? Even if it's me. Even if it's me calling you, sending you a text or saying something. Shut yourself out with God. So you can move properly. So you can move in obedience. Amen? I'm talking to the techies in the house. Some of you are like, I don't have a device. Thank you, Jesus. Well, bless you for that. Lazarus was raised from the dead. Why? Because Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus. She moved. Somebody say amen. They knew Jesus could heal them, so they moved. The man with the shriveled hand. What if he didn't stretch out his hand? What if the blind man refused to go and wash at the pool? 
God honors movement. What if the two paralyzed men refused to get up? He said, Gail, he said, you're healed. Get up. Go. Walk. What if they said, no, I will not do such a thing. How'd they get an accent? I don't know what happened. That was weird. I was like Hallmark Channel just happened all of a sudden. I will not do that. BBC. My wife makes me watch some of that stuff. <laughs> stuff from the throne? No, not, I don't know what show it is, but they have accents and stuff. What if the father had never sought out healing through the son Jesus? Can I tell you something? We forget how important Jesus coming to this earth is about your healing. God wants to heal you, but we often don't want to be healed because we're really comfortable where we are. The healer is here. The healer is here. Let me say this final thought here. Scripture teaches us that God honors movement from man. So I want to tell you this. Your movement precedes your miracle. There's an opportunity to move and allow God to minister to you your movement often precedes your miracle what are you doing to get out of where you're at you can't fully get yourself out you realize that right it is God in you that the Holy Spirit in you that helps you out of that but guess what your movement precedes your miracle so all across this room I ask you to join me right now would you just bow your heads for a moment all across this room just bow your heads for a moment If you're in this room today and you've gone through this series, move. If you're online right now, I'm going to ask you to bow your head. If you're listening on a podcast right now, bow your heads. If you're in the room, bow your heads. When one way, shape, or form, I just want you to close yourself out for a moment and realize how desperately the Lord loves you and how much He wants to move in your life. My prayer today is that we will be honest with the Lord in each one of our lives, that we, be, that we would begin to present our hurts and our need for healing, and that we will move from hurting to healed. If you're hurting, it's time to move today. Move toward the healer, because the healer is here. Father, we know you're here. We know you love us with an everlasting love. Father, I pray for every person at the sound of my voice right now that they would find their healing in you. That they would find their source of hope and strength in you. If you're hurting today, know that the healer is here. The healer is here. Father, I pray for every soul at the sound of my voice that they would come to an understanding that you are the God of heals. Father, I pray you break every chain that has kept people in their hurt. 
And whether it's hurt because of somebody else or hurt because something has happened, I'm asking you today, would you allow healing in the house? For every person at the sound of my voice, I'm asking the Holy Spirit, be healed in the name of Jesus.